0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Homebase Nation. This is Ron Hirschberg, your host. So May is Mental Health Awareness Month. It's also the second annual Mental Health Action Day on Thursday, May 19th, 2022. Setting the theme of connection, MTV and about 1,700 companies and organizations will drive calls to action to address the surge of loneliness and isolation felt by millions because of the pandemic. Mental Health Action Day is an open source movement to drive culture from mental health awareness to mental health action. The 1700 partners will encourage people to take their first steps towards mental health action. Free resources and tools such as employer toolkit and platforms for hosting and organizing events are available for organizations and groups to help support their audiences through a myriad of ways, from starting a meditation practice to learning how to support a friend to advocating for change. For more information on how you can participate, please visit mentalhealthactionday.org. And Homebase is a proud partner of Mental Health Action Day. In every episode of this podcast, we hope to shed light on not only service, but the efforts being made to support mental health and wellness for everyone. This week, Homebase Nation is releasing two episodes in a partnership with Paramount Veterans Network and many others in honor of the Mental Health Awareness Month and Mental Health Action Day. In the first of two episodes coming out this week as part of Mental Health Action Day, I was able to talk with Craig Morgan. You really don't meet people like this every day. Country music star who's also a U.S. Army veteran. So Craig was active duty for about 11 years as a fire support non-commissioned officer, most of it with the 82nd and 101st Airborne Divisions. He spent time in the Army Reserve after leaving active duty, and there was always something in him that was very tied to
1: music. So my commander at that unit uh, happened to be a gentleman by the name of Bill Greer and Bill Greer uh, sat, sat down with me. I was contemplating re- re-enlistment and, and I was also at this point really heavily thinking about pursuing the music and we talked about it and he said, look, I'm just going to be honest with you. I think if you stay in the army, you'll be the Sergeant Major of the army someday. He said, but, but I would also tell you, I think you're a really good singer and songwriter and I would hate to hear down the road that you, Didn't try something that you wanted to do and missed out on an opportunity.
0: Craig's now a music icon, has charted 25 songs on the billboard. He's got signature hits, Bonfire, Almost Home, This Old Boy, and on the charts, number one for four weeks, That's What I Love About Sunday. He talks about a very special song in his life that's affected many people and helped many people over the years called The Father, My Son, and the Holy Ghost which is about his son, Jerry, who died in 2016.
1: The response that we got and the messages and how much that song encouraged people to regain their faith, to find that love again and to hope and pray and all the things that, for me, that that song represented... God used that song for other people as well. And I believe that. And again, more so than any song I've ever had. I've had, a, I've had some hits in my career. But The Father, My Son, and Holy Ghost was a song that no matter whether you've experienced something like that or close to that or not at all, it was a song that moved you.
0: I have to say, too, not a lot of Army veterans have the honor of being inducted in the Grand Ole Opry. And that was Craig Morgan in 2008. Craig's also the recipient of the 2006 USO Merit Award, and in 2018 was awarded the Army's Outstanding Civilian Service Medal, which is one of the highest awards the Department of the Army can bestow upon a civilian. So Craig Morgan wears many hats, and it's not just music and military. He is a man that's passionate about a lot of things, but faith, family, and country are really at the top of his list on a daily basis. Craig is an outdoorsman, He's got a place in Alaska that's off the grid that we'll talk about. He's a woodworker. He's got a family business he's really excited about. And he's now taking part in a really great CBS production called Beyond the Edge.
1: That's the reason I did this show is because of the concept. I love the fact that no one's voting each other off. In fact, it's the opposite. We're trying to encourage each other to push past the pain. Remember, slow is smooth. Smooth is fast. You can get through this. Uh, You know, it's very encouraging. This was the one show, it was not about self.
0: And so what an honor to talk with Craig today. Hope you enjoy this conversation. We'll see you on the other end. As we said before, I mean, Craig, Morgan, I mean, you've, you've worn many hats and first out of the gate, you know, thanks for serving our country, my friend. There's, there's, there's a story that you've told uh, many times and you know, we at, at home base we talk about service all the time. We talk about how how um, there's so many people that go into the military that find that calling ahead of time. And then there's then then there's a way that sort of shapes them while they're in the military and while they serve. And it was 16 years,
1: right? So you were in
0: for 16 years total?
1: Uh yeah, almost 17. I did nine and a half, I'm sorry, 10 and a half of active duty and about almost six. 600- and a half of active reserve time. So almost 17 years. And I know that it, there was
0: around 10 year port, there was about a 10 year mark that you needed to make some decisions.
1: Yeah, you know, when you that, that's the halfway mark, that's halfway to retirement. And uh, I, I was at a point musically, I was I had been experimenting quite a bit writing and doing a lot of things. And I really truly felt like at that point, I had to make the decision to either pursue the music or I knew that I probably would not do it until I got out uh and retired because like i said when you when you go over that halfway mark uh it's tough to you get eleven twelve years in you you're a whole lot closer than you were at nine ten so it's a little more difficult, so I knew the decision to pursue music would have been more difficult had I waited
0: right and there was a tell me about that that uh shift i i I read somewhere I heard somewhere that there was a. uh a commander that talked to you about some of the perks of staying in in the service and sort of a good problem to have at one time, right?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. I had a a commander. I was actually an um, evaluator, observer controller at the Joint Readiness Training Center. So my job was to evaluate and after action review units that come in, uh, their personnel that did my job, in particular, all the fire supporters who performed fire support tasks with uh, any of the um, special operations teams, the Colt teams, uh, any of those teams, these small unit operations uh, that required fire support, the guys that did my job, that's what I did was evaluate them and and so on and so forth. So my commander at that unit uh, happened to be a gentleman by the name of Bill Greer. And Bill Greer uh, sat, sat down with me. I was contemplating re- reenlistment, and and I was also at this point really heavily thinking about pursuing the music. And we talked about it and he said, look, I'm just going to be honest with you. I think if you stay in the army, you'll be the sergeant major of the army someday. He said, but, but I would also tell you, I think you're a really good singer and songwriter. And I would hate to hear down the road that you didn't try something that you wanted to do and missed out on an opportunity. So, uh, it was very, and to this day, that man and his wife are like family, uh, to my family. Really? Uh, just a wonderful, wonderful group of people, wonderful family. They fans too? Uh, I'm going to say yes. I, I think they are, uh, for sure. They, you know, they come and see me when I'm close. He's still, he, he's retired from the army, uh, but he works in a GS job training soldier still, uh, up in Kansas. So, uh, he's still heavily involved and, and extremely, uh, um, attached still to the military and working, uh, in that arena. So, you know, where myself, I'm. I'm now doing the music a lot more so than the military stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I'd love to.
1: I'd love to talk
0: about that because the creativity is. You know, you're. What I've seen in your career is that you're. It's not only creativity as a theme, but really pivoting, and resilience, and strength, and certainly faith. And it's really an honor to to sort to talk to somebody that's been on this road, but still has so much more to offer too. And I always wonder about people like you. So, you know, you've come to a certain place with those experiences and, and what's next. So I want to get to that, of course. There's so much about your career, Craig. And what, one thing that is really connected to me is really this, uh, the God country and family connection, I should say. And And interestingly enough, a, a few weeks ago, I was in an Uber and I was uh, going to the airport in LA, actually. And there was a there was an Uber driver that happened to be a Vietnam veteran, a guy named Adi Garcia. And he's a Cuban-American Vietnam vet, actually. And he started off the fact that he said, you know, my dad taught me a few things. But what I'll never forget is that there's God, there's country, and there's your family. And I don't know if that was the exact order, but it didn't matter. I don't know. I I kind of I wondered if it's a big question, but I kind of wondered if you could reflect on how you balance that in your life uh, as an artist and as someone who's, you know, believes in service.
1: Uh, I would tell you that I'm working on it. It's a never ending process uh, for me. Balance. Uh, in fact, I think that's probably one of the greatest uh, difficulties in anyone's, uh, any professional's life. Um, it's hard to be truly extremely successful. Uh, and have a great balance. Uh, And I believe that. Some of the most uh, successful people I've ever met, and I'm talking billionaires and presidents, um, not one of them worked less than 14 hours a day, six days a week, not one of them. And most of them work uh, 16 to 18 hours a day. Uh, So in doing that, you're sacrificing the family. Um, For me, the cornerstone is my faith. Uh, I put that first and foremost. God always comes first. I seek God in all that I do and through prayer and hope that uh, the decisions that I make are the ones that he would have me make uh, hindsight telling me that's not always the case. Sometimes my own personal uh, desires led me to believe that that's what God wanted me to do. Um, but I've learned and I'm in a, uh, we, I try to grow every day and learn more in that and, and knowing that as long as that relationship is solid Uh, Everything with family, which is next and second most important in my life, uh, I know that those things will will be as they should, Uh, which doesn't mean they're always going to be good, uh, but they will be as they should. Um, Because as as a professional, regardless of your profession, uh, you you have to make sacrifices, and a lot of times those sacrifices are are time spent with your family. Um, and, and the family makes sacrifices as well. I can tell you as a soldier, uh, my children sacrificed time with their dad when he was deployed. Uh, and they dealt with questions, you know, when they weren't, weren't in the military, in the school, on the installation. When they went to a public school out, away from the installation, people would always ask, do you have a dad? You know, those kind of things. So, so we're not the only ones that make sacrifices. It's the family. And I, put, I always put my family first. So it's God first family second, and then my country. And I truly believe that as a nation and as a people of this nation, we must serve it. We must be service to our nation and to the people of this nation. Now, that doesn't mean that everyone has to be in the military, any branch of the service. Uh, there's numerous ways to serve your country. Uh, those that get into politics, God bless them. Uh, Those that uh, like yourself, doctors, um, uh, 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 law enforcement officers, nurses, first line, uh, all of these things, there's all of these. And you just take even the guy that's a banker down at the bank, he's servicing the people, everyone. Your interaction with other people is a service to those people, which in turn can be a great thing and lead to great things in our nation if we're doing them right. That's the big problem I think we've gotten into today. So, but yeah, for me, it's always been God, family, country. Yeah. And I'm, my priorities sometimes get a little, a uh, little confusing when I get too busy sometimes, but we, we, again, get back to God and hope things go where they go.
0: Yeah. I think we all do. Yeah. How, how does, how does music, you know, gosh, there, there are a lot of icons that we all look up to and some of them, we could even call gods, frankly. <laughs> and, How does music do that, sort of carry on that mission for others to serve? And do you feel that there's almost like a a responsibility that you have or or a way that you can translate that
1: to others? Yeah, uh, I would say yes. I think uh, to answer the latter part of the question first, I think everyone uh, who has been granted a particular platform, you know, a lot of guys don't like to be held to a higher standard, but. I I do hold myself to a higher standard. I feel like given this platform, God blessed me with this, so I should use this platform for the betterment of the human race. I mean, it's just that that, it sounds super cheesy. It sounds, uh, you know, maybe uh, a bit inflated, but it's the truth. And so I try to hold myself to a higher standard. Not that I expect anyone else to do less. I just know that on that stage, I have the opportunity to impact people's lives. So it's up to me. I make a choice. And not only on that stage now, because of the notoriety that's been gained through that platform. Uh, in fact, nowadays, through the with social media and everything, we're more looked at off the stage than we are on the stage. So I think it's important that, that we use that platform, again, for the betterment, to try to do right and do good and encourage others to do the same.
0: Is there a song? That comes to mind when when you think of that uh, connecting someone's in their car, someone's in their house, they're on a jog, they're listening to Craig Morgan. is there a song that kind of pops in your head? I'm just curious
1: when you think about service N- uh, no question, not just service but impact uh, you know in the beginning of this occupation i don 't want to say I always understood what it had to offer, but it was i didn't. I don't utilize it for anything, especially in the beginning. It was a job to me. Mm. And I never wanted it to become anything more than that because I know that if you allow it to, if you allow it to, it will inflate you to such a degree that I think you can lose sight. Uh, uh, You have to be real real careful uh, in any form of entertainment where people tend to place you on a pedestal or look up to you. Uh, So I've always tried real hard to not be on that pedestal pedestal. I've always tried to stay at ground level and eye level with the fans and and so on and so forth. But but there is a song that I knew. I knew that I knew that I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt. But this was a God thing. And this is one of those reasons he put me on this earth. One of the many, I'm sure. Hmm. But it was a song that I when I recorded it, I didn't want to record It. I wrote it I wasn't even I, I, I don't even know why I wrote it it wasn't something that I that I wanted to write but it turned into the most downloaded song of all genres in the history of iTunes like four times yeah. and it wasn't because of me and it wasn't because of my record label it was because it was what God wanted to happen and it was the father my son and the holy ghost and I know that because the response that we got and the messages and How much that song encouraged people uh, to regain their faith, uh, to find that love again and to hope and pray and all the things that for me that that song represented and it represented those things for me. God used that song for other people as well. And I believe that. And again, more so than any song I've ever had. I've had, a, I've had some hits in my career. Penny. Uh, that's what I love about Sunday. You know, I've had a lot of people talk about that and how their Sundays in their life was very reflective of that song. Um, but the Father, My Son, and the Holy Ghost was a song that no matter whether you've experienced something like that or close to that or not at all, it was a song that moved you. Uh, and again, I don't accept any glory for this. That's all God.
0: So, so Craig, I listened to that song yesterday on the train coming home from Boston. And I wrote this down day by day, minute by minute. He gave me hope. I ain't alone. he a little bit more inside. And so when you first talked about the first verse, I knew what was going on. I have to say, you know, I, I, I didn't expect to talk about this, but I, I, I cried a little, I cried a little bit when I heard this song, And I'm a dad, and that was powerful. I mean, you said something on another interview. I, I, I know that regarding this specific song, and I'm glad that, that we're talking about it -- is that you said something like, we need to experience, sometimes we need to experience pain, sometimes we need to hurt to help other people i i i know what that felt like when i was on that train because it's as if you were speaking to it doesn't surprise me it's the most downloaded tune on every and every genre because of how that resonated with with the human condition with people and and i know that this song's about your son jerry and i could just sort of smile and and feel the end of that song sort of feel the smile come to my face because it's sort of a, it's deep, but, and, and it, and it made me cry, but it also was such a therapeutic thing for, for me actually. Um, Because you you see that there's such a gift that our kids can give us. So what an honor to be able to talk with you directly after hearing that song. Well, uh,
1: thank you. Like I said, I don't accept any of the praise or glory for that. That was all God. Um, and, And I know I know there are psychiatrists, psychologists that would tell tell me that it was there that it is therapeutic and it may be for someone else. And, And that's great. And again, that's why I do the song when I do have the energy to do it, because it takes everything that I have in me to be able to do that song and maintain my composure. And I don't always do it. I don't always maintain. Sometimes I'm I'm tired motions are a little higher, and so it's a little more difficult. But, uh, but I do it because I know that God expects me to do that. Uh, and as you alluded to uh, in, in, in previous, I've made the statement that sometimes our pain, it wasn't as much for our therapy as it might have been for someone else. And that's difficult to recognize and appreciate. Yeah. Uh, and it's only through my growth and my relationship with my God that I truly understand that. And I, you know, the characters that are in the Bible, none of which am I comparing myself to, except for the ones that were terrible people and God did great things through them. <laughs> and that's what my hope is, that in all of my bad doings in my life, God will somehow do something great. Uh, or he will do something great, but allow me to be a part of his greatness. Uh, and, and ultimately so that I can spend my eternity with him. Um, and it's, it's just, it's hard. It's hard to to put a finger on that therapy concept because I'm, I'm under the thought process. Like if the stove is hot, you don't have to touch it, but once you don't just keep going back. Mm. But sometimes having said that, if someone else is about to do it, you might slide your hand under there to keep them from touching it. And so you're willing to get burned again to keep someone else from burning.
0: So there's a healing you know, yeah, you're right. You can call it therapy. You can call it um, many things. But the fact is, is that healing takes time and we're always healing uh, through faith, through God, through any way, any mechanism. Um, and, and um, you know, what's interesting is that when you think about, you just use that stove analogy. What did you learn with the guys, I say got probably mostly guys, back in Panama, back, back in the 80s, and when you were up into, uh, I think you were in Desert Storm. How does that reflect, uh, and, and how, can, how can you reflect on that feeling of brotherhood and helping others as a group?
1: Well, I can tell you there's nothing like it. Uh, there is not an occupation in the world that comes close to establishing the bond and relationship between uh, fellow employees, if you want to call it that, workmates, whatever, however, soldiers, how you want to refer to it, but in particular in the military. I, I have ex- experienced a lot of different occupations. The closest thing you come to that is probably the law enforcement, the, the first responder community, the the health community, doctors, nurses, they they experienced some of this, and here's why. And this is, again, I'm no psychologist or psychot- psychiatrist. I did stay at a Holiday Inn the other night though, <laughs> um, whatever that commercial is. But here's the reality, uh, and, and I, as as of recent, I was on this uh, survival show in the jungle and I, I used told them the same thing. When you are placed in such a traumatic or harsh or difficult environment, you are stripped away of all of your exterior defenses that you may have, and each other see you, and you see each other for what is there. It is the core, it is the reality, and nothing else matters. Um, uh, you know, I've I, I said to a friend. If, if you were in a foxhole and you're both naked, you're not noticing each other's chest hair or, or testicles or whatever. You're not seeing those things. What you see is the eyes and you see the heart and you know that they are there for you or they're not going to be or they're not going to be able to handle this. And then you have, I mean, again, in all those environments, you're stripped away of all of your exterior defenses that make you up, uh, that you put out there to defend yourself and you become very, very vulnerable. And in that vulnerability, you create a bond that you, there's no other way to replicate.
0: How do you balance that vulnerability that comes naturally in that foxhole with the fact that you need to be tough? It's
1: not easy. No, it's not. It's difficult, especially in today's society uh, where we have everything we want pretty much at hand at any given moment. I mean, I can order something off my telephone. It'll be here tomorrow. Uh, You know, I can drive up wherever and get a cup of coffee. I think the, the important thing is to never lose sight of the fact that all of these luxuries could be gone at any minute. In a second, these things could be taken away. And when they are, what you're left with is who you are.
0: Yeah. Cheers to that, Craig. So, and you were, it was 82nd Airborne, uh, and you were done. It was in 1985 in Panama, um, for the ousting of Noriega. Seems like ancient history now, but to you, is it a? Is there a part of you that is there all the time? That 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 uh that remembers that time?
1: Uh, I'm going to say it was 89, not 85. I'm not that old. I'm going to get my four years back from you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't know that there's a part of me that like stayed there or anything like that. And I've heard Vietnam veterans uh, express themselves that way. There's a part of them that they, that they've lost forever. Uh, I, I can't, I would never compare my experience in Panama to that experience that our veterans experienced in Vietnam. Um, but I will say there were things that I took away from that. One, probably the most important was those relationships. Uh, those guys, in fact, we have a group text chain. Now that there's Facebook and uh, all this stuff, we found each other over the years. Uh, and those friendships will never, ever go away. And I'm talking about two, three guys uh, in a in one group, three or four guys in this group, and all of us from various and sometimes far extreme spectrums on the religious political scales right there it didn't none of those things matter we're still tight we agree to disagree on you're in
0: that foxhole no matter what that's it. it
1: you know that friendship is unbreakable it's like a like a marriage uh you know you know in marriage you know when when I tell people, you know, they talk about how, how have you and your wife managed to stay together for 34 years? You know, that's a long time, especially doing what you do. And I'm like, look here, here's the deal. In the same way, when you get to the love for that person that Christ has for us, it's never changing. And there's nothing that person can do that's going to make you not love them. And you experience that same kind of love with those friends that you establish in those uh unfriendly environments or harsh environments. And some and what's great about that, it's taken my wife and I 34 years. It only took me and them boys about 18 months. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I definitely know where to I wasn't hey, I didn't serve in the military, but I can relate. I've been uh we're 20 years. That's great. No, it's a, you you can't take that for granted. It's uh it's it you're right, it's a special relationship.
1: Yeah when you know when you when you're in that relationship, you, you, you have this sense of service. You, you know, there's no over time. And I'm not going to say that I've never been jealous. I've never been jealous of my wife, like of her success or things that she does early on in our relationship. I didn't want, I was a very jealous person, but over time, even that subdues to some degree because you develop so much trust and so much love that, uh, that those things become irrelevant. And it's the same with your friends. When your buddy calls you and says, Hey, I'm voting for this guy. And I think he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And you know that this person is the biggest mistake that he may have ever made. You, you know, you tell him your thoughts and then you go, Hey, whatever, you know, I still love you. We're still friends. And that's not yeah. going to change the way I feel about you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, yeah, absolutely. And, and,
0: it's, it's interesting because I think the arts and I think I think music in particular has that kind of way of, you know, you may get you may get a certain type of, let's say, religious or political uh, group that will be more of a fan of a Craig Morgan versus a, maybe a Luke Bryant or, a, you know, uh, you know, or, or someone in, not in that genre at all, like in, you know, uh, reggae or pop or something. Um, but at the end of the day, you can really bring people together with some great melodies, some great songs and uh, great messages that are very like sort of uh, uh, all that we all connect about the, the the human spirit. That's what I love about it.
1: I agree with you 100 percent. And that is the great thing about the arts uh, uh, in the arts, in particular for me, music. Um, you have the ability, you have the ability through these arts to cross over all of those, again, exterior boundaries. For me, the greatest compliment I receive is when I'm on stage or afterwards, someone comes up and says, man, I ain't really a fan of country music. I've never listened to it, but I love mm. your music. And, I, and I'm and i thinking to myself, you're not a fan of country. And I'm like one of the countryest guys out there.
0: <laughs> right. So,
1: uh, so it's a great compliment. But what it tells me What it tells me is it's not just the individual. And I've always said this about our, especially country music. It's not just the person. Uh, It is a combination of the music, the person, and what these things represent. They represent a particular lifestyle. And generally speaking, it's a lifestyle of good human moral nature, natural values. Uh, Generally Now that's not always the case. Uh, and it's not, doesn't mean that the other formats are opposite of that or not the same. I mean, gosh, I can listen to CC Winus and Luther Vandross and I get moved emotionally, uh, regardless Lionel Richie, you know, it's, it's, it's what the music can do. It surpasses race, creed, religion, financial standing, all of those. And again, it's to the heart. Yeah. It's,
0: uh, I, yeah, it's, uh, it's in a, it's a beautiful gift that you that you have and to translate that to be a translator uh and not only that to sort of reflect on it and create new new art new music is is what it's all about you know like i said my daughter and i my wife were watching beyond the edge and uh we're hooked it's it's a it's great you know it's like anybody that likes survivor anybody that you know and then all of a sudden you're like okay there's something different here this is about Causes and a purpose. This is about people that have been very successful, but and very different. And and when they connect, it's like the real emotions come out. And two things to me: one is that a lot of people view celebrities as not real, of course. But you see the real human element come out. You see the pain. You see the joy. You see the fear. Right. That's that's one thing that that really got me. The other thing is that no one's voted off. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, you can leave if you want, but, and this is to anybody listening that hasn't seen the show yet. Um, but what I love and what my wife and I love is that, you know, at the end of the day, your passion right here in your heart is going to be translated. If you win, you're going to translate that to help other people. So it's like survival meets service, which is what I love.
1: Yeah, I, that's the reason I did this show is because of the concept. I love the fact that no one's voting each other off. In fact, it's the opposite. We're trying to encourage each other to push past the pain. Remember, slow is smooth, smooth is fast. You can get through this. Uh, you know, it's very encouraging. Yep. Uh, and, and And what we're trying to do is show the world that even though these celebrities who are not used to this lifestyle for the most part, Again, I was a little different than most because I do celebrate that lifestyle regularly, not necessarily in the jungles of Panama, but uh, I spend a lot of time in the outdoors, spend a lot of time in the survival uh, realm. But you're not just encouraging each other. This was the one show. It was not about self. It's not about me. It's not my. It's not I. It's all about trying to do good. And even if you didn't win that day, you still won by staying there and you still profited for a charity. So it was it, it was no way to not do well, except uh, as as people have seen and you will see, As it, you know, your biggest thing is just not get hurt, not have to leave.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it, there's a paradox here, right? Because it's it, it's not about self. It's not about the individual with the glory. But at the same time, what's interesting is that to do this right, you needed to get celebrities that have been in one way in their life, one time in their life, so successful. Guess what? Because they have built their own craft around themselves, not in an arrogant way. But to me, that to me is the beauty of this is that they're all coming together um, for the same purpose. It's beautiful.
1: I agree. And and, I said earlier, I was talking about successful people. Um, I I just recently spent some time, I'm not going to say the individual's name. I I got to spend a week with, uh, one of the more successful businessmen, uh, one of the top 20 for sure in our country, a billionaire, uh, an extremely smart man. Um, I mean, extremely smart and extremely wealthy. Um, one of those guys that works a minimum of 14 hours a day, six days a week, uh, sleeps five, six hours at it. And spend the most time working. Um, but this guy as successful as he is still today and probably even more so today than he started all of his energies and, and desires to financially succeed are driven by service and how he can better life and the human race. I mean, and it's like the more successful he becomes, the more he does for people. It's unbelievable. And not one, I mean, all the guys that I've, uh, that I've met that were in that area, in that realm of, 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 uh, success, uh, whether they be profile people like Ray Lewis or Mike Singletary or businessmen, you know, they all had the same desire to succeed, not just for self, but for the betterment of others. Yeah.
0: Well, that, that talk about if you you know you look back on your life, if you were a billionaire and you also were able to help millions of people, you can't get, you can't compete with that. No, it's amazing. Now, I mean, as far as the uh, as far as the show goes, when you're when you're there on uh, uh, in the jungle, how are you talk about balance? We talked before. How are you balancing that sort of the Craig Morgan country star in Panama as one of the celebs? trying to vote, you know, you're going for this great cause for your, for your charity operation family home. So you're here, Craig Morgan, you're there as a celeb wearing that hat. Your, your heart is with the military community. So operation family home is, is, is a key charity. How do you balance that with uh, guys? I was like living, you know, I I know how to live in a tent and I've been up and up and down trees and getting grubs for bait and all that kind of stuff. Um, Do they are they asking you questions, and are you sort of trying
1: about like trying to
0: hold back and stuff? How does that work?
1: <laughs> yes, uh, I can't wait for you to watch the next. You're on episode two, so when you see three and four, you'll get a greater understanding of the answer to that question. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, you know, right. my, I will say this: I've always approached my life whether on the stage, behind the stage, on the farm. No matter where I'm at or what I am doing, it is the same guy. Uh, And this isn't a knock at some of my uh, artist singers, but I've had some singer friends, still do have some friends that say when they get on stage, they take on this different personality. You know, they become this entertainer that they're not when they're at the house or when they're, you know, doing something different. Uh, I have never been that guy. When I walk off that stage, I'm the same guy that I was on. I mean, I goof off with my wife at home. I goof off on stage. I live my life the way that I live my life, and I'm a guy who wears a lot of different hats. I'm an out, avid outdoorsman. I'm a, uh, you know, uh, uh, I've done some acting. I've, I'm writing. Uh, uh, I've raced dirt bikes. Uh, I've worked in law enforcement. I was a first responder as a EMT. So I've done a lot of those things.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And all of those things are are all a part of me yeah. in the same way that being an entertainer is just, it's just a part of me. Mm. And it's a part of me that fortunately uh, pays the bills and has paid them well. Um, mm. But it doesn't take away from any of the other parts of me.
0: And, and is, uh, well, I won't spoil it for the audience. So we're going to have a, uh, I know there's going to be a season finale, right? Oh, yeah. Coming up. So, and then. What, what's next for you, Craig, as far as uh, uh, you know, you're, you're you just mentioned, I know you got your place in Alaska. You love hunting and fishing. You're a family's man. You're a music man. You're a woodworker. I could go on and on. I got, I got another list here. I wrote them all down in my book. <laughs> but um, what, tell me a little bit about uh, what you're up to next and your touring and what kind of things you're doing.
1: Well, I am continuing to tour. I've cut back. You know, there's a lot of guys in, that do what we do. They do hundred plus shows a year. Uh, I've tried to cut back so that I can focus additional enter- my energies on other things. Uh, I enjoy writing, so I wanted to try to. Uh, I want to continue to try to write. Uh, two most important things aside from the touring that are going on. One, uh, I'm now a Arthur. <laughs> Uh, I just finished penning my book. It will come out in sep- September called God Family All Country. right, okay. Uh, and it talks about a lot of stuff that even though even though people have been fans of mine for maybe even some as long as 20 years, they've been with me in this musical journey. Uh, there's a lot in this book that they don't know. A lot of things that happened in my military career, starting from 1989 in Panama, uh, going into the Desert Storm, Desert Shield era uh, when I was going over as a USO entertainer, there's a lot of things that I did that, uh, I wasn't at liberty to discuss at that time. Um, as well as, uh, some insights as to, you know, the family dealing with loss of our son, all of these things are in this book. And I'm excited for that because I do believe that, uh, it's going to be a book that will hopefully uh, encourage others, uh, to have hope and know that, uh, uh, regardless of how tough or difficult things may be you know there's there's there is a better there is a better thing and and mm. for me that better thing is god hence the name of the album god family country yeah. uh, or the uh, book i'm sorry um but as well talking about family and my love for the outdoors in alaska my son and i uh, we haven't even made this announcement mm. yet, but I, I'll go ahead and talk to you since we you're the first person I've talked to since we decided mm. to make this launch. On the 18th, we're launching a new business in Alaska called uh, Craig Morgan's Off-Grid Experience, uh-huh. where people can come up and uh, if they've ever just wanted to, one, go to Alaska and experience the bush life to some degree, and two, wondered what it took to live in an off-grid environment. We have a place up there that we're going to be taking a very small group at a time, uh, six people, no more than six people at a time, get to go in and, and learn everything from some of the basic survival techniques, fire building, shelter building, uh, food gathering, those kind of things, fishing, all of those kind of things. But as well, uh, log cabin construction, uh, what it takes to, to have electricity in an off-grid environment, what it takes to have lights and water and all those things all the while, uh, having great dinners and, and good wine and, uh, and a wonderful experience.
0: Oh, wow. That sign me up. That is fantastic. Um, that's on a, that's a true, as they say, bucket list, uh, to go to Alaska, but right. I mean, you know, uh, what I think that's a, what a true cleansing, right. And, uh, and that's great. What's your son's name that you're going to, that working with Kyle, Kyle. Okay. Uh, that's great, Craig. Well, you know, we, we, uh, this is Mental Health Awareness Month. Actually, it's Mental Health Action. Yep. As uh, folks at Paramount uh, were talking about, which I think is a great word. Um, it's also Military Appreciation Month, and I'm very proud to know some amazing people that have served, like yourself. And anyway, it, it's an open door, and we, we'd love to keep the conversation going and and to have you here someday.
1: And thank you all for what y'all are doing uh, for the men and women uh, that have served. Um, you're you're the soldier right there. Uh, and you're helping them. Quite honestly, you guys are helping them with a battle that that's uh, uh, very difficult for for some to fight by themselves. Uh, so thank you for what you're doing. And 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 gosh, we encourage them all to 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 know that they're loved. And 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 much gratitude to all those that have served. Make sure to
0: check out Beyond the Edge on CBS. Can stream it on Paramount Plus, and of course, check out Craig Morgan Music wherever you find your music. We'll see you soon in a few days. We're going to do another special episode for Mental Health Action Day on May nineteenth. So stay tuned for our conversation with Army veteran, actor, and Dancing with the Stars' his own J.R. Martinez. Homebase Nation is the official podcast for the Homebase Program for veterans and military families. Please listen and follow us on Apple, iHeart, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Homebase on social media at Homebase Program. This episode was produced, edited, and engineered by Lucy Little. I'm Ron Hirschberg. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time.